the mama, not 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 the mama. You do that one more time and I'm gonna throw you across the room. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Not the Mama with Auntie Julia. I'm your host, Auntie Julia. And today with us is comedian Shalewa Sharp. Welcome, Shalewa. Hello, everybody. Thank oh, you so God. much. So, Shalewa uh, is in New York by way of Atlanta. You might have seen her from her viral moment on Jimmy Fallon earlier this year. Oh, goodness. She met Chadwick Bosman. Yeah, that was real strange. <laughs> That was very strange. I should have known something was up because, you know, Jimmy Fallon likes doing those kinds of things. Yeah, he has, because it was like, I saw the segment after it aired, mm-hmm. but it's like, you, where you talk into a Yeah, they, they asked people to come down and just like, say what they really enjoyed about um, Black Panther, the movie. Um did you but, get to watch and, it with them? No, oh, no. So it was you just, had you to, had to have it already then... seen it. It was just like a fluke. They were like, can you do this tomorrow? Yeah. And, you know, we'll just tape you giving your, like, review or opinion or something important about the movie. And I was like, yeah, I could do that because yeah. luckily I've seen it. Yeah. Um, I, I average about a movie a year. Yeah. Uh, I have to save up for it. I know. No. <laughs> but that's when I... No, that's my... Because I had wanted to see it and then it was just like sold out forever. Yeah. Lane and I just saw it a couple like weeks ago with my little cousin mm-hmm. who was visiting. And it ended up being like the perfect way of seeing it because he like loves it so much. Yeah. But, like, it's, it's a great movie, but man. I was kind of sad to not see it on a big screen though because it is it was much more like... Outerworldly than I was picturing. Yeah, it was definitely um, a big screen uh, moment, like yeah. experience. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, with kids in there and then adults and then people like me who are just like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to see this for the culture. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it was uh, you just the reactions. You could tell all right. the different reactions. So that was kind of cool. But then, so I went and recorded this thing and Chad like, walked out and... I do a thing after I see a movie, I watch all the press junkets okay. afterwards. Okay. So I had seen the movie like a week before and I'd spent, you know, like a weekend watching all the junkets on YouTube, watching all the press and them showing up. At, and so when he walked out, it just looked like a YouTube clip to me. So yeah. it didn't even feel weird. I was just like, oh yeah, sure. Tyler yeah. Bozeman's here. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? I've been, he's been coming out of places for a weekend because yeah. I've been but then later I was like oh that wasn't YouTube that was actually right. him yeah uh, and well then, it was also I think why it went viral though is because people could tell you had comedic presence yeah you know? I guess you so you didn't start like crying like yeah yeah because I feel like I've seen them do that before I think maybe it was oh it was Michelle Obama oh yes right and, that, and I get yeah I think I would probably cry in the show. I, I <laughs> wouldn't I know I wouldn't that was me surprised my sister, a lot of my sister's friends uh, and coworkers asked her later, like, uh, why didn't your sister just, like, freak out? Yeah. I would have freaked out. And she was like, no, that is, that's kind of how she gets excited. Like, yeah. <laughs> she just laughs and then makes a joke about it. And, uh, yeah, so that's still kind of in keeping with how I would, no matter who yeah. it was. And then Jimmy Fallon was just walking back, yeah. kind of lurking. So I was just like, hello, like, why are you just... Just join the conversation. Ask him about hairdos yeah. or something. But he was yeah. just walking back and forth. So I was like, all right, well, what's up, bro? 
Well, and, and then didn't he cheat, uh, tweet you after? Like, yeah, Chadwick. Yeah, he. They separated my segment and put it online, uh, separate from the rest of the whole thing. And then Chadwick uh, tweeted that out. And then it was just a weird day in the yeah. office. <laughs> As I was, you know, dealing with, like, broken toilets or something and then coming back to my computer and all these people are just like, hey, hey, Killmonger's mama. And I'm like, oh, what happened? (laughs) What is going on? It was very strange. Well, did your co... So you are a comedian, but you also have a day job, too. Yes. Do your co-workers know that you're a comedian? Uh, They do. I don't know how many of them truly understand... uh, how much I do it or how important yeah. it is to me. Some of them and that's do. that's like the number one. Yeah. job is just to... Like, I'm just paying bills. Pay bills. They yeah. they get that. But um, I think after this, they were like, oh, so you like do comedy or something? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I do comedy. But, I mean, that was something else completely. And well, yeah, that way... I mean, it is kind of just so funny, like, when comedians' uh, tweets go viral or, mm-hmm. like, something like that. Because yeah. you weren't there and you were there as, like, a fan of this movie. Right. But because you're a performer, that's it, it's, what... Yeah, it, that's what... Know? Yeah. But it's got to be kind of frustrating a little bit because... You want your comedy to go? Yeah, I mean, like, I was just like, I, I luckily, um, I have enough perspective to just kind of be like, well, all it takes is just a cat doing something cute, and then people will forget. So that keeps, that kept me from just being like, why didn't all these people, I mean, I I doubled the number of followers I had, but I mean, that's, that's great, you know, and I I don't think uh, many of them were bots, so that's sweet. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, otherwise I was just like, this is very strange. And yeah. once that cat does something cute, <laughs> yeah. this will be a kind of a relief. Because yeah, who lie. knows? I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. And, you know, some people uh, definitely tweeted at me uh, with uh, um, Black Panther deep cuts uh, oh, okay. about yeah. And I was like, ooh, no. Yeah, I literally <laughs> went so I'd be able to understand the jokes on Twitter. Like, I didn't, I don't read the book. I don't, mm-mm. I'm like, uh, no. No, yeah. yeah, that's the thing that freaks me out. Not that I'll ever go viral or anything. Well, I mean, you never I know. Like, you uh, never well, know. I know. That's why, and that's why, like, I'm okay, so I'm not trying to go viral. Right. Right. Even if I do, like, maybe the most likes I've ever gotten on Twitter mm-hmm. were, like, 200, and that's only because, like, Lisa retweeted it or oh, something. Oh, sure. Right. And whenever that happens, I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I, what is wrong? Because I just think it's going to be Something, something terrible, right? Said something completely yeah. obscene. That is, that's definitely a concern. When uh, people were losing jobs because of old tweets, uh, I went back oh, yeah. and checked. I'm like, okay, what have I said? Yeah, that would certainly make me lose a job. Well, that's like the wildest and, uh, thing. Yeah. I just always think like, because I, I think like, I don't think I have maybe. From you, because I never really even used Twitter that much like mm-hmm. a long time ago. It's always been public, right? Um, but I mean, maybe I used the word retarded in a tweet. Okay, sure. <laughs> maybe long ago. Like, yeah, that could be a thing now. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, but I think because I sometimes I think like the people who get fired, it's like bad stuff. It's yeah, really they're saying bad. they're saying terrible stuff. Like certain words definitely are triggering folks, but for the yeah. most part, they are saying well, terrible like, things all around. 
I looked up pedophilia jokes. That guy that got fired, yeah. It's, it's like, like, why are you even saying that? And it's especially because he worked for Disney. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was cr- crazy that they would fire him. I was like, but that's we. Know, it's a known problem in the industry with right. child performers. So if you have this major director, like which is a competitive jokes. role, right, to get in life. He probably shouldn't have anything to do with pedophilia jokes. Yeah, know? but I tell you, man, there are so many comedians who... I know, I That know. is their go-to because was it's... Was he a comedian? Um, no, but he probably thought he was funny, uh, which is yeah. worse than being a comedian. Yes, yes. Um, and that's usually that. the kind of comedian that would go... There's the one that's yeah. he's just a dude who thinks he's funny. Yeah. But yeah, I looked up particular words just like, uh-oh, what yeah, happened? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I looked up trans yeah. for me and I literally wrote one tweet that was about a band named Trans Am. That yeah. was it. And I was like, oh, I'm just okay. Maybe I should go back and look. Alright, so, so then I guess I'm not I, I'm probably fine. Yeah. So, yeah. I, it's usually the people who are true misogynists, true right. racists. Yeah. And they're, they're like getting caught for who they are. Maybe they know yeah. better now not to speak like that publicly on the internet and mm-hmm. they just forgot, but it's probably still in line with what they think a little bit. But oh, probably. A I'm bit. glad that didn't happen for you. I'm glad yeah. it was just positive. Yeah, yeah. It was a good good experience overall. And it was, so they were referring to as Killmonger's mom because of because your of, Because of the joke. I had a, oh, I right. said a joke yes. about kids calling me yes. Killmonger's mama yes. because a kid did say that to a friend once on a train. <laughs> Uh, and I was just like, oh boy, I hope this movie is good. Which is a good um, transition in today's topic. Oh, yeah. About motherhood and having kids and everything. And you are not going to have kids. Right? Uh uh. Nope. So, not a mom. Not a mom. Not Thank a mom. Thank you for being here because <laughs> a lot more people are undecided than decided against. So, it's okay. always good to have um, your perspective. Um, and, uh, what we like to do is just kind of go over, uh, age and relationship status, okay. and then we'll kind of get into the whole chat about all of that. Alrighty. Um, so how old are you? I am 46. 46. Mm-hmm. And your relationship status? I am, oh Lord, what do we call it? <laughs> all right. I'm seeing a guy. Okay. And, um, he is also a comic. So we're seeing each other, but barely seeing each other. Yeah. So it's like a long distance relationship, even though he lives less than half a mile from me. Okay. Just because, yeah. you know, he, um, if he's not doing comedy, he actually works, his job schedule is so wacky that it's hard to catch up. And then I'm at my office all day and then doing yeah. comedy all the time. So it's like a text. It's almost like just writing letters yeah. <laughs> from back in the day, yeah. just like dearest here, you know. Well, um, that's like the thing about, you know, when I started dating Lane, I had been um, friends with comedians for a while, and I had actually known Lane for a while, too, but you really do have to understand that mm-hmm. the lifestyle is different. It's, yeah. You can't, you know, and I was fine with that because I, you know, I was still having fun hanging out and stuff, but I also don't go out as much as you guys do as comedians because I don't have to. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> so that's true. I'm just true. tired, I'm going to stay home or whatever, but... It does change the dynamic up, so I'm sure if you're both doing it, you can't always be on the same show, or right? Be yeah, in the same area. Or... Yeah, so um, so uh, there's some adjusting, but I think uh, I think it's going all right now. I think it's fine. Cool. I think there was uh, a time where it was shaky, and then there was some time apart, and then we yeah. just 
people are like, well, we still really like each other. Yeah, I mean, so it takes... what do you what what do we do there? Yeah. So um yeah, and just adjusting how you think relationships are yeah. supposed to be, and realizing that there are some ways you thought they were supposed to be that you didn't realize, and you're yeah. like, oh, that's how I feel about that. Yeah. So, um, so how yeah. How long has it been? Um, oh goodness, I guess all told, well, not quite a year, not quite a okay. year. Okay. Well, that's a. I mean, so yeah. you passed the six month yeah. hump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was right at the like five months where we were like where it we were apart for a while and then got back together yeah. a couple of months after that. So maybe it's actually been just over a year. Yeah. But um. Well, cool. Yeah. So it's all right. So do you since so why don't we get into first like why you have chosen not to have kids? Um. You know or what? Was it a choice or was I? It? I don't know if it was like a any particular reason but I know I decided early on like in my teens and not in like a nah mm-hmm. I'll never but just like a no I don't really want kids I do remember when I was like 12 having like 11 or 12 having a thought that just popped in my head that was like oh man if I have any kids I'm probably going to be a single mom <laughs> and there's no reason there was yeah. no reason for me to even think that yeah. because my parents were together, yeah, <laughs> and I, you know, I didn't come from a divorced family or right. anything like that. I just there was just something in my yeah. soul that was like, yeah, nah, you're probably gonna have to go it alone. I'm glad and, you brought that up because that when I listened to your episode of the Good, the Dad, and the Ugly, mm-hmm. you mentioned that, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I identify with that <laughs> so much because yeah, and I think it probably it wasn't so much about not having a partner but more about just the labor of having to be a mom. That's yeah. probably what your brain was thinking more. Yeah, like, yeah. It doesn't really sound fun to be a single mom. No. And if you're a kid thinking that way, you're something's happened the way you've watched moms around you. Yeah, just, go, yeah, just really going through it. And um, and I don't, I don't know, but I was just like, no, nah, I don't really want any kids. And then I would, I remember telling my mother that, and she was like, you'll change your mind. Yep. In five years, I bet. And when I said, did you tell her for the first time? Oh, I think I was like 20. Okay. And she was like, you'll change your mind in like five years. I was like, we will talk again in five years yeah. and let's see where I am with it. And we checked in like every, like three times. So yeah. at 25, 30, and 35. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, still no. Happening. Still yeah. no. And um, I have a younger sister. Okay. And... Uh, I would just tell my parents, like, I dropped out of college. My younger sister finished college. Mm -hmm. So um, my parents, I think, had a very brief, like, maybe a year of just, like, maybe we should, I wouldn't mind a grandkid. And uh, my mother would say something to me. I'm like, you're going to have to talk to the other one. (laughs) Because she clearly is the one that finishes things. I'm not. She she went to school, so you're going to want (laughs) to. That's not, like, yeah. I'm not going to be that one. Yeah. Um, and did, d- does your sister have any kids? Nope. No. Yeah. And I don't know if, I don't think that she has, like, a, I can't speak for her, but I don't think she has a I don't want kids situation yeah. in her just, brain. Okay. I think it's just, that's just how. It's Yeah, that's just how it is. But she's been with someone for a long time, so, okay. um, you know, I feel like if it does happen for her, she'll probably yeah. just be a mom. Yeah. yeah but I don't. Yeah, I really don't see it. So, yeah, I mean, well, because that's the thing. I mean, this is what Will was talking about when he was here. 
how you shouldn't limit yourself and because so I have an I I'm 34 mm-hmm. and I have an IUD and he you know they last for five years okay. I got it, it I'll, I think it, I'm like two and a half years in what so. do they look I do not understand what the IUD is to me it looks like in my brain I've decided it's a tiny miniature version of you know those little um uh, horseshoe magnets they used to have in cartoons that would like yes that's what I think it looks like and it just sucks the the spur, <laughs> like up to it and then just yeah. takes it away so I have no idea oh okay like so it looks this. like a little anchor it, yeah it kind of like almost like a fish hook or something okay but it also depends on what kind so there's this one is like the copper one that looks more like a T All right. I don't have that one okay. I have this one, Marina, oh. that sits, it kind of like hooks in, and um, I have no idea how it really works. Okay, it looks this, like it's just blocking stuff from getting... <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, just, inhibits sperm from reaching fertilized eggs. Oh, so it's, just a, it's yeah. just a gate. It's yeah. just a gate that goes into your... Okay. Yeah. I mean, oh, it definitely, funny. like... I don't, I hardly have like a period anymore or anything. Okay, so. well, sure, because the gate's keeping it all up yeah. there. Sure. But um, what Will was saying was, because, so they only last for five years. This type, the copper one lasts for 10 years. Oh, but I have Lord. like a metal sensitivity. Yeah, so, yeah, I could see where that was. Um, I was a little nervous to get that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really not that big of a deal to get it. I'm like the biggest baby about medical things. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and for the most part, it was fine. Um, it doesn't feel great, but going to the gyno in any capacity. Yeah, it never, it's never, it's never fun. <laughs> it's never fun. So, like, I mean. It's, I, and I had my period when I went to, so it was just an uncomfortable experience yeah. all around. Yeah, yeah, but, just make it, make them work for it. Right. <laughs> Why make this easy for you? Oh, it was so gross. I also had to give a pee sample, a urine oh, sample. Oh, so there's just stuff everywhere. I know. It's all, it was, it's, yeah, it's terrible. We had to, you had to put the, on, um, this, like, public tray, and so mine had, like, blood in it, and I was like, oh, this is so They knew what it was when they signed up for this job. They knew there'd be days like this. But what Will was saying was, because, like, one of the other things that we've talked about a lot, um, just because it's sort of a fact that it's, like, a headline grabber right now, is Mm -hmm. that... Um, the birth rate is down in women right. across the board, except for between the ages of 40 and 49. Oh, sure. It's gone up because mm-hmm. women are waiting longer to have kids and right. all of that. And plus medical advancements are making it more and more possible. So Will was like telling me that he believes that the IUDs are just postponing our fertility. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, you're gonna have to have one of these for like until I'm like six. Oh my goodness. Uh, but um, so, have you ever had any pregnancy scares or anything? Oh yeah, yeah. I've uh, I had an abortion when okay. I was 41. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So I was very surprised. Yeah. I was like, man, I thought we had an agreement, body. See, that's like what like, I'm I feel like I'm a little <laughs> long in the tooth to be like getting. <laughs> Pregnant, like that's not. I thought we yeah. understood each other because my period had always been very weird, but it started to be regular, and I'm like, okay, you want to act like a real period, yeah. cool. And uh, and I just got pregnant. Was like, well, come on now, yeah. Well, now you know what I got to do. It's yeah. always been a thing, and I had never had with uh, any of the dudes that I dated. I don't 
date that much, really. Yeah. I don't mean to be a lone wolf, but I understand. I'm a bit of a pill. I get it. Well, and it's also, it's, I mean, as you were just talking about your current relationship. Yeah. It's a lot of work, even if you really like someone. Yeah, that's true. It is. And (laughs) sometimes I just... I'm a little lazy. I don't really want to do the yeah. work. So it's like, it's fine, and I'll just keep working on me. Well, yeah. <laughs> or whatever, whatever <laughs> yeah, I that mean, means. I you're also a person, I mean, you have a full life, too, when right. you're without someone. Like, yeah, so. Securing yourself. Like, I was single for six years before Lane and I started dating. Yeah. So, and that was fine. You yeah, know? it's like, totally, once you get into that rhythm, you're like, oh, this is perfectly yeah. fine. So, but I've never, I think because of that, I've never said to a fellow that I've been dating, oh, I don't want to be a mother. Yeah. It's just so mm-hmm. much in the in my yeah. brain that when this happened, I literally just texted the dude a picture of the pregnancy test and was like, so I'm going to take care of this like yeah. in the next couple of weeks or whatever. But I just thought maybe you'd like to yeah. know. Not even like a discussion. He yeah. was just like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Fine, I guess. And I was like, I mean, you don't. That dude already had a kid somewhere else. I was yeah. like, you know, I don't... And he wasn't someone that I would want to have to argue with for at least 18 or 19 years. Especially at 41. Yeah. You know, like, like, come on. I'm going to be... I got other health issues that I know are coming yeah. down the pike <laughs> yeah. that I don't want to be... Like, I'm going to have to chase yeah. this little boy around, boy or girl around. And I always say little boy because I only had a boy's name picked out. <laughs> I've never picked out a girl's name for any future daughter. I just never thought about that. I was just like, well, I guess if it's a boy, I'll name him Jacob. Yeah. And even then, I'm not 100%. So, no baby names. You're probably not serious. Yeah. You're probably not. So, yeah. So, I went ahead and did that. And then, after I did that, um, my mother, who had had, um, uh, she had had a stroke in her mid-40s. And then, um, I guess, like, maybe late 50s or early 60s or something she had cancer was in remission but then told me like right after my abortion which I did not tell them about um she told me that the cancer had come back and so then I was upset for like a week in that I was like should I have had that baby for my mother too and I was like no because you know you don't want one and she knows you don't want one and she would have said what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and I would have said, you're right. I've been saying this forever. Why would I? So, yeah. I, yeah. So, I thought about that, and I was like, no, I, I absolutely did the right thing it, for well, what sure. was right. Well, sure. Yeah, but it does, I mean, and even if it is the right thing, you can mm-hmm. still have those conflicted feelings about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it would be under, I don't think I'd be a sociopath if I just went in and was just like, get rid of it, but yeah. um, you sh- it is tough what you are doing, but if you already are like, but I know this is what I need to do. Right. Well, then it's, all, it's, it's just like any kind of thing in your life. Like, yeah. There's all these different possibilities, you know, like where your life could go a million different ways. Mm-hmm. And, and, but I think that with abortion or pregnancy, there's always, it's like, such an emotional thing that other people have tied things onto. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then, of course, like, what keeps coming up, too, in all of these discussions that I've been having is the thought for our parents. Right. Which is great that we think about them, mm-hmm. but ultimately, you're right. It's your life, and she would know that. Yeah, you know? she absolutely, like, yeah. Good parents care about what their kids want for themselves, too. It's not just about them, you know? Yeah. And 
Of course, she would have loved a grandkid, I'm sure. But also, yeah, but also she she cares about you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and so it's like I I think uh, I did. I remember being a teenager and uh, you know realizing that I was um, pro-choice and realizing that I hadn't had that discussion with my parents. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought I would need to. Yeah. But one night, just being there with my parents and going, um, are we pro-choice <laughs> or are we the opposite? Like, I don't... what, And and my father preparing to, like, sit down and have a discussion about what it is and what yeah. it means and all this other... And he's like, well, you know, it's... There, it's a very tough decision. About, and my mother just yelling, we're pro-choice. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I was getting there. I just want to make sure she understands everything. Yeah. Were they, like, or were you raised in a religious family? No, not really. I mean, they, my parents, and my sister, I guess, to some extent, um, were religious. They were Christ, they're Christian. Yeah. But um, we weren't like... Like, it wasn't, like, forced on us or anything okay. like that. And then, I mean, I told him, I think when I was, like, 18, like, I don't really yeah. believe in this. My mother was uh, a little upset. Yeah. And my father was like, you know what, research other things and see if maybe there's something yeah. you're into. But my mother took it a little hard. Yeah, well, I, I grew up in a pretty, very Christian family, mm-hmm. but... My parents are pro-choice and always have been because my mom remembers before Roe and she oh, right. had friends yeah. that had bad abortions before mm-hmm. it was legal. And she also had friends that had kids in high school and everything. And right. So, um, I, I feel like I've always been lucky even though, because like they're evangelical Christian. Okay. Um, which, you know, like our sect of it is a little... All right. That's... Not super. They're not the worst of the worst. Uh huh. However, it's still evangelical. Yeah, one of my one of my uh, best friends. Um, uh, he grew up in that kind of in the South and that kind yeah. of like with that kind of background. And he will tell me things and just explain like, "Well, this is this is the mindset. This is where yeah. they're coming from and why they." And he was in kind of deep, and then. Uh, when he was, I guess, maybe a teenager, kind of got out of it. Yeah. And so he still can hear it in arguments. Like, yeah. he can hear it in, like, political arguments. He's like, that's from this line of... Yeah. Th-. And I am floored every time. I'm just like, whoa, there yeah. are, that's what's going on in those big-ass churches? <laughs> oh well, my God. Yeah, I wasn't from a megachurch, but I do have friends that attend and mm-hmm. even work at megachurches. Because I actually went to a Christian college, too. Okay. But I realized it, that was like actually a pretty good experience for me because I realized just how liberal minded my family was mm-hmm. and actually my home churches. Okay. Um, because yeah, that like a lot of friends from school had very different upbringings from me, even though we're all under the same sort of Christian umbrella. Like not allowed to watch certain TV right. because of different you know like I had to all be Christian all the time like all Mm -hmm. like that whole thing and so I do feel really lucky because my parents were like because I have two sisters Mm -hmm. too so it was always about you know body autonomy and like being self-assured and trusting ourselves as women and also a a huge part of that is being Mm pro-choice now I say all of this 
I've, I've never had a pregnancy scare, and I haven't personally had an abortion, mm-hmm. and I think it would be really hard for me to talk publicly about it if I did, just because I I feel like it would make people sad. It it yeah that would that makes sense. I wrote well I call it it's not really a joke but it's um it was something that I was thinking right after I had the procedure and I wrote like a it's like a story I guess just a mini story and I put it on my album uh-huh. so it's just like six minutes of this thing and uh, and I'm like I'll put it you know kind of towards the end and, and then just tell more jokes after yeah. and maybe they'll forget that they heard this thing <laughs> about um, but I but you know I didn't tell my sister or my parents yeah and um, and so my mother passed away before I recorded the album and my father saw me record it, it was the first time he had seen me perform live okay. and so that was the first time he was hearing anything about that yeah and we never discussed it, yeah. and then he passed away a few months after that oh, wow. himself. So, like, I guess maybe he told my mom when he got to wherever yeah. the aircraft is. And then I said something, and then I think I said something about it out loud, because at that point I was just like, I'll be open about it because I'm not embarrassed yeah. about it. Like, I used to, um, I know it's something that my parents would have supported um, if I had, if I had told them yeah. and, um, I said something and my sister was there and she was like, Oh, I didn't know that. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. I wrote a whole joke about it. And then of course, because I'm a comic, my thought was, bitch, have you not listened to my album? Yeah. It's on there. <laughs> okay. So like it's on there, yeah. but yeah, I guess he hasn't. I think, well, my, one of my sisters for sure would be furious with me. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I'm very open about how I do not want to be a mom. Right. I mean, and people are coming to terms with that on their own, you know. Yeah. I, I think it just inherently makes people sad who get so much pleasure and joy out of being moms. Right. And that's okay because it makes me sad sometimes when I find out people get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> it truly does. Like, I, you know, I mean, I can't help it. I get that tinge of like and yeah. it's obviously because I'm filtering it to our through my experience right how yeah I want to live my life so the reverse is true too you know um but I think it's like I think what it comes down to especially because like even though I'm not a comedian I am pretty open about things mm-hmm. like I'm very anti-secrets you know okay. and so I like to be out uh, you know and I also like to chat and uh-huh. have attention <laughs> um, you know that's just who I am um, but I think with comedians, obviously, you guys are always trying to share different parts of yourselves mm-hmm. in different creative ways, but that doesn't necessarily translate to our most personal relationships all the time, right. you know, because we're all still human beings at the end of the day, and what might be easier to share in this context right. where you're kind of talking out to the internet and you don't mm-hmm. really know who's listening or you're talking sure. on stage yeah. or recording your album Having that face-to-face conversation with someone you love is, so much yeah, is hard. Yeah, super hard. Even so, though you know they love you and love right, they would be okay with it. It's, yeah, it's so tough. it was much easier. Yeah, I was just like, I can't even see him in the crowd. I'm yeah. just gonna say this. <laughs> I don't even know where he is. Yeah, there are no laugh lines. There are to me laugh lines, but I won't hear his laugh yeah. because I keep the no one will be laughing. They'll be listening. It'll be great. Um, so it was, uh, yeah. But even I don't know. I just we just didn't talk about it was just a thing that happened but I didn't want to I didn't want to like keep it to myself because there's I didn't want any 
to feel any shame. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, I, um, I like, donate money to Planned Parenthood, yeah. like, monthly and all that stuff. So I just wanted to be, and, uh, like, as open about that kind of stuff as possible. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I mean, for the most part, like, now I'm, I'm kind of at an age where I watch some high school people um, have kids. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess that's what you're supposed to do. This, yeah. I mean, this is the time. And uh, so, you know, there's some kids I've never met, but I've just watched them grow up on Facebook. There are some friends who uh, I'm very I'm close to, and um, they may have had a hard time having children. Yeah. And I was rooting for them. Yeah. Because yes. I knew they wanted, I knew they they should. Yeah. Because they have it in them. So when they finally did, and they're like, oh, we got yeah. kids. I'm like, great. I'm so happy for you. Like, I want to cry. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. That'll never be me, though. Right. But I'm happy for you, yeah. and that's like... But, but there are only a couple. The rest of them, I'm like, well, no, I guess this is how we get young people in America is that, you know, these folks that I was on drill team with have these kids. <laughs> and I just got a... I felt in a rabbit hole last night of someone sent me a friend re- request, and I there were so many names listed, yeah. and I had to... I said all of the names out and then the two names that popped at me I was like oh that's so and so from high school yeah because they're just there was like a middle name and then like the oh, maiden yeah. and then the new mayor and I was just like I don't I didn't recognize yeah. the picture and I was like who are all these children what's happening yeah and then I just had to say the whole name I'm like oh boom boom that's what it is yeah and I just went through and then found other people I'm like man they got they all got these kids yeah like but that's what they were going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally identify with that, too, because, mm-hmm. well, most of my friends got married right out of college. And okay. then had kids, you know, because, again, the whole That's what you're Christian supposed to do. World. Yeah. And then they had babies pretty early. Um, and so, of course, I have friends who haven't been able to have kids. I have friends who have adopted. Mm-hmm. I've had all, all of these different experiences. And, yeah, you do get happy for them. I One acquaintance... Um, who is very, very pro-life. Mm. Um, so we are very opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. But I do, I like to keep people in my life who think differently for me in a certain way because I kind of like to understand the mindset a little bit, even though I don't really understand it fully <laughs> and think it's a bit repressive and right, yeah. at the end of the day. But anyway, no judgment. Um, <laughs> but... I, I still, you know, I still, like, care about her life and want her, you know, and, and she's a couple years older than me, and she's been married for a really long time, and they clearly were having issues, and then they just adopted a little girl this year, mm-hmm. and then they announced that she's pregnant. Oh, nice. So they have an infant daughter that they adopted, like, six months ago, and right. I think she's, like, six months pregnant. So oh, they're gonna, wow. So they're going to, it's, like, almost like twins, almost. Oh, my goodness. And it just, so that kind of stuff is cool. You yeah. Know, like... And this is where I mean, like, people can support one another from afar, right. even though they have opposite, you know, mm-hmm. belief systems. I've, but, it, you know, that is kind of the unique part of the internet where there can be joy there, too, and stuff. Yeah. Which I think, you know, because, of course, how could you not be happy for those people? Yeah, like, there's know? someone, uh, because, you know, I went to school in, in the South, so I guess I didn't really realize... I don't know how I didn't realize I grew up in Stone Mountain, which is a huge, like, Confederate Army National Park. Oh, like, why wouldn't I not? Is that in Georgia? Yeah, and okay. right outside Atlanta. Huge. And um, I don't know why I wouldn't think I was around very conservative yeah, people. Uh, um, 
I think I, you know what? I think I just figured our differences were because I was black and they were white. Yeah. I didn't even think about the political ones. Yeah. So then when it came to politics, I was like, wait, why would you think? Oh, yeah. right. No, this is, <laughs> no, no, I was the weird. Right. Uh, got it. Got it. Okay. Um, but uh, I feel like there was someone that I went to high school with or something and he married, they, he and someone else maybe I went to high school with, I think they got married and they were very conservative um, very pro-life and um, I think his wife was pregnant and was sick and in order to do whatever procedure it was to help her she would have had to terminate yeah. the pregnancy and she said no and so she had the baby but then passed away oh my gosh. and I was like you know what I'm not even mad I, like you can't be smug about that no. like those are that's that's absolutely what you believe. That's what you've believed. Yeah. And I admire you for sticking to it. Yes, and but it is a tragedy. It is a tragedy. I was just like, that is horrible. And that's where, the, it, so yes, you can't be smug about it. You can't be judgmental about it. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the kind of thing where, where I'm so firm in my pro-choice stance because... Your abortion story, for instance, mm -hmm. it's just a loss of what potentially could have been a life. I mean, right. you could have had a miscarriage, something could have happened mm -hmm. otherwise, even if you had decided to go forward with the pregnancy. There's a lot of things that can happen that are out of our control as far as all of that's right. concerned. Um, so it's just, and it's what you wanted. So it's just like the potential for life was lost and that can cause people to have emotions or whatever. But that story is an actual loss of a human's life. Yeah. And who's, who exists, uh, and a child is now born but doesn't have that mother. Mm -hmm. and, and that is, to me, very sad. And I, in my value system, in my morality, mm -hmm. I place that as a higher loss than just an abortion. Yeah. You know? I guess I figure, like... I mean, it, it, that was her choice. It was, yes. And, and that's, and that's, that's why it's called yeah. her choice. Yeah, so it's like, you all right, I guess you got to, yeah. You can't force any, anything like that. Of course not. I just, sometimes I think what happens is women are just supposed to be martyrs in so many mm -hmm. aspects of our lives. Right. And it is, it, it is broken, or it is, um, sold to us as our duty and our mm -hmm. responsibility sure. and our one true reason for, for being, being here, here yeah, is to create to, life. Right. So even though you're, you know, of course, like you're sacrificing yourself for your child. Like that's what motherhood in America is. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. So that's yeah, that's like true. the ultimate sacrifice. And I just think, you know, well, if we weren't calling women who have abortions like baby murderers and right twisting yeah it and lying about what the procedure is and you know i went to the um marsha belsky and i went to the um immigration the uh, oh, right. rally in dc mm -hmm. which was I, so i've been to the women's march in dc i've been to the um gun rally right. mm -hmm. in dc Every time I go, they're progressively more. I mean, the Women's March was like a Disney World protest. It yes. Was, did you okay. go to the DC? I didn't. I didn't go to any of them. They, it didn't feel right to me. Yeah. None it, of it felt right to me, so I was just like, no, because I was in LA for that one. Yeah. And there was a big one going on Everyone there, and I was like, just like, nah, this doesn't feel right. Well, it was. 
it, it was, I'm glad I went. It mm-hmm. was a good experience, but it was, it was like weird world or something. Like, yeah. I don't even know how to describe it, but this one, this, um, because it, it was obviously protesting the separation of families mm-hmm. and then just ICE in general and, right. um, all these detention centers and the terror that we're creating. And it was just so dark. Like, the mm-hmm. whole day was dark and, like... Um, all of these rallies, there is sort of a march, and they've gotten progressively smaller because, you know, right. you know it's yeah. also summer in D.C., it's so hot, you know, <laughs> but um, um, there were counter-protesters at this one okay. with, who were um, anti-choicers, mm-hmm. and they, they had this enormous sign-up that was... Um, Abortion separates more families. Than oh anything. Lord, yo, that one like, and the the one that's like, I aren't you concerned concerned about these black babies oh, being killed? Yes. Oh and yeah, I'm they like, call it the Black Holocaust. Yeah, so uh, they have their um like the billboards. Yes, like I saw one in Atlanta a few years ago, and was just like, oh, you've got to be kidding it's me. It's really gross, and it and it was just so vile because it's like get out of here. (laughs) And that to me is where, you know, because we've talked about this before and, you know, about if you believe in choice, then you believe in a woman's right to choose, which that also means you believe in a woman's right to give up her life to Mm -hmm. have a child. You, you know, like you believe in a woman keeping multiple pregnancies because that's what she's chosen. You believe in, you know, you don't put your beliefs on these people. And, you know, I do have friends who consider themselves to be pro-life who are also progressive. Right. And I always say I do allow for that sort of as long as your goal in life is not to stop abortion. Right, and yeah. Your, your progressive ideals for what pro-life means is an end to the death penalty, um, feeding children. Right. Uh, clothing clothing children, providing safe shelter for families, mm-hmm. things like that. If that's what your focus is, all right. It, but... I think that comes with a responsibility then that you should be shutting down these anti-choice, disgusting people who, because like this rally was so emotional and there were so many people there who were literally affected right, by yeah. ice and these separations and everything. And that's where I think it's like, yeah, I can shout them down all the time, but mm-hmm. come on. You progressive pro-lifers, your responsibility is to shut down those mindsets too. Because in addition to that slogan that abortion separates more families, they also had just fake images of abortions. Yeah. And that's like their their thing. Their and they thing, have yeah. little kids hand out fetus dolls. Right, and yeah. It's like, this isn't even medical. <laughs> Yeah. And you can even tell that it's fake when you're looking at it. Yeah. But it's just so shocking, you know. And so, of course, people who aren't being critical of the images that they see mm-hmm. are going to think, oh, that's what an abortion looks like. It's nothing like what an abortion looks like. And and I just find that to be despicable. Right. And so that's where my line is with all of that. It's like, yes, you're, you're allowed to have choices. We're allowed to think differently. And we can be on the same team. And I do believe in kind of finding... Finding common ground mm-hmm. to a point, though, because these are real issues. Right. Know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, uh, 
get out of here if you think <laughs> that what a, a woman's right to choose is the same, same as, as stealing children yeah, and like shipping their parents across the world. It's like, yeah, that's not, this is madness, this you know? A, we're, we're not talking about the same thing. Oh, so that kind of stuff gets me all riled up. But, yeah, yeah, that is, that is terrible. Yes, but um, back to, I guess, calming myself down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so with your, with your boyfriend now or your relationship, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever is, we're calling it, I have, I mean, are you even at a serious enough place to talk about like future life together or do you even, do you bring this up with him? Is he aware um, that you're no. just not a kid person? He knows I'm not a kid person. Um, I told him okay. like, yeah. I'm pro, you know. Does he have um, kids? No, he okay. does not. Um, he's younger than me. Um, I don't know. He may come from a family that may want kids, but he's got two sisters, so maybe they can take care yeah. of that. You know. Um, but, like, uh, yeah. And I, so I'm like, look, I'm a little long in the tooth, so even if I got pregnant, it's probably not going to be my best work. <laughs> oh, we'll put it that way. Um, so, you know, you, you have to think about that I don't want any kids at all yeah so that's kind of where I'm coming from with it um but I don't you know I can't as I get older I can't really see any situation where I will I I would change my mind on that just because I, I see what's just going to happen with my body. Also, it makes me a little sad that I am unable to change my mind on it because I feel it's a little selfish. I feel I wouldn't mind to know the selfless like feeling of you are now here for someone else mm-hmm. and you, you want to make sure that that person yeah. is taken care of. Yeah. Um, but there's like, so this, that word gets brought up all the time, mm-hmm. selfishness. Right. And um, I've chosen to just lean into it, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of what I'm doing. (laughs) Well, also because I don't think I'm a selfish person at all in Mm -hmm. reality. I think I know what I, I know what makes me comfortable. And I feel like I'm privileged enough to lead a life of somewhat comfortability, you Mm -hmm. know, like, uh, I don't know, I live in New York. I've chosen what I want for myself, you know, so I guess if not having kids gets interpreted as being selfish to somebody, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I can also easily flip that on anybody and be like, well, isn't it a little bit selfish to have children as well? Especially, I've had people say to me, well, I um, I had my child because that way I knew there'd be someone out there who loved me. Yes. And I'm like, yikes, uh, that is not promised. <laughs> and, and, number one, no, no, it's not. Yeah, you it's can't. Also not the child's role. That's a parent's, parents role. role. Yeah, that's not how that works. You you can't give birth to a to it, like a what that's is that's icky. yeah. It's it, like I don't. And that's what I mean. It's like you know, is it is it? Uh, you, we can take two sides, and uh, there's two sides to every coin. So mm-hmm. you can say something at me about how I'm this selfish monster because I don't want to have kids, right? <laughs> uh, even though I love all of your kids, right? And um. I have plenty, I, I feel like I have people who I care for in my life, and I have the energy to do so, right. because yeah. I'm not so self-focused. I mean, I've talked about this before with um, some other guests about, you know, like, when you're the friend that doesn't have kids, you do put more energy into the friendship, because you understand that your friend is raising her children. Right, you know? yeah. So, 
that doesn't make me any selfish or make me selfish or I don't know. So I think it's like, but I also think that's like a great way that they've gotten us as women too, where it's like, no men out there are thinking or having a, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> they're not having this problem <laughs> at all. Word of yeah, to yeah. Men, you know? So it's, it's like, like, what do they even how? Even think about it. Mm-mm. You know? Nope, not at all. It's just, it's just wild. You know, this. I mean, this podcast. Like, I've obviously, like, I've had guys on, and I'll mm-hmm. have some more guys on in the future because I think their perspective is interesting or whatever. Right. But this idea for a podcast wouldn't even exist if it wasn't women you know right yeah <laughs> like men no man is out there starting <laughs> no. there is a couple who has a podcast called married without children uh-huh and so it's a guy and uh, his wife but that's still you need the woman part yeah you do know? you kind of do otherwise it's just guys going yeah. you know, well i mean you know if it happens but i don't you know i don't know i think i think we're coming into a phase now and i think the reason why this get, gets talked about more and more and more is because Younger people are choosing to either delay mm-hmm. uh, parenthood or just outright not doing it. Right. And um, I think that's because we're, you know, people kind of vilify millennials. I guess I'm a millennial, even though I'm an older millennial. <laughs> and, they, you know, they vilify our generation um, as being, you know, selfish. That's like one right. of selfish. Hey, man, uh, I am. Uh, in the clouds. I'm somewhere in a generation X. Yes. And so our vilification was we uh, were slackers. Yes. We didn't do anything, and we were um, we were messing up all the good work that baby boomers were doing yeah. and continued to do. And uh, and I was just like, no, we're not. I don't. What? No, we're just young people. At some point, yeah, I was like, exactly. oh, okay, so this is just what you call young people. Exactly. That's why we gotta listen to the big chill all the time, right? Because you guys are. But I flailing. think what I think what we're just doing, what all younger generations kind of figure out, mm-hmm. is how to find more happiness, and 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 not so much as at the expense of others. You know, right. more collective happiness and like. At least that's a progressive idealism. Whether or not we're succeeding at that, who knows? Because I feel like there's a lot of... I mean, and maybe they're not even millennials now. What's the next generation? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're called. I don't know if we've decided on a... Anyway, I mean, some of them do seem to be kind of... Trump supporting. <laughs> well, I mean, and that kind of freaks me out a little bit. Right. I'm thinking like, oh, is the pendulum swinging backwards or like? But I think mo- you know, kids are much more sensitive nowadays to anti-bullying measures. And right. Like that. Right. And so I just think like, you know, choosing not to become parents, it's not so much about being selfish as it is. We're all just trying to make the world better and to be more mindful in a way of mm-hmm. what our true desires are. And also, you know, there also environmentalism, right. warming, all of that plays into, you know, what our future is even going to look like. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're very lucky in that we are in this position that we don't yeah. have to. Yeah. It's not like we're in some other situations where it's like, no, we have to push this for, for the yes. betterment of our people. We're dying out. We right. got to. Exactly. There are enough people... It's yeah. just an American general that are have like, you know, we, I feel like we, there are just huge swaths of populations that are just forgotten about. Yeah. 
and watching and they're having kids they're doing it they're out there yeah they're doing all of that you know what i mean like we you know i was watching a movie and i think it was like in the 80s in the 80s or maybe 70s i don't know it really wasn't that long ago um even though the 70s and 80s are getting further yeah sadly they are but i mean you know the grand scheme not that long ago Mm -hmm. um and they made mention they were like giving like facts um and at that point it was like four billion people in the world or something like that okay and i was like whoa it's almost eight billion (laughs) right yeah you know in all of human history it took until like 1975 to get to four billion yeah and then in in the 45 (laughs) yeah 40 years yeah however many years since we've doubled it Mm -hmm. like that's just wild and that that's where i'm like no nothing you can say to me (laughs) yeah like someone's got me whatever my share was supposed (laughs) to be someone's got me they're already out they're here (laughs) they're already here especially with like fertility drugs to help people so i mean like we haven't had like extending extending your yeah, ability to have, to have right to all of that even 50s now yeah which seems ridiculous because your metabol i am learning your metabolism drops in your mid 40s and they don't come oh. back up so I, you got, my metabolism dropped in my 30s i'm not sure i had metabolism <laughs> my doctor was like oh it looks like you're you know this happens with, uh, to a, a woman you, your metabolism drops and i was like did i can you do a test to see if i had <laughs> one of those because i've always been kind of sluggy I'm pretty sloppy. Like, I don't think, I don't really move a lot. Well, that's, so. a, that's something I always say, too, about why I don't want to have kids. I just like to lounge. Yes. <laughs> you can't do that, really, nope. with kids. Yeah. I'm always in awe. Like, even today, my, my best friend from home, she's got two little girls, and they're super into ballet. And, and Cassie is a teacher, so... Mm-hmm. During the school year, her nine to five, Monday through Friday, is like wild too. Yeah. And today, it was like I was waking up, I think, at like nine. She's already got po- photos up on Facebook of their ballet. Oh my goodness, and, you know, yes, of so being up early. I'm, just, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I could not. <laughs> I need solid. Solid lounge time during the yeah. and I'm okay with that. Like, mm-hmm. I used to kind of get down with myself, because I also have friends who are just, like, who don't even necessarily have kids who are just, like, oh, uh, up and at them, and I'm like, oh, no, that's never been... I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with the balance I've struck for myself. <laughs> um, so, well, and also, like, I would think, too, if you... Like had a kid now that mm-hmm. would change your entire Yeah, that would change... Life. That would change everything. And I didn't even... Uh, first off, I didn't even know I was driven until I started doing comedy. (laughs) And so now I'm like, oh, well, I should take advantage of this because I know what lazy me will do. I got that down to like a science. Now let's see what driven me will do. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I'm just going to see what sleepy me will do. So, (laughs) you know, I'm just by nature lazy. So yeah, it would definitely change uh, and that's part of the reason why I even had uh, the abortion was I was just like, yo, man, I did not move up to New York to get yeah. knocked up. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't have. I'm not doing that. It's, it's just totally different lifestyle. Yeah. Here. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, I could have just done that in Atlanta. Yeah. How long have you been in New York? Uh, like five years. Oh, me and Lane too. Yeah. yeah five years last May mm-hmm. or this past May. I love it here. 
Yeah, it's uh, all right. Well, you know, I was born here. Oh, okay. And then uh, my family moved to Atlanta when I was like eight. So I have some family members okay. here that uh, I just constantly avoid. Uh, except for one, which is where my mail goes. And then, um, yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. I, like, thank God I have my office to get my mail sent here. Absolutely. Lisa gets her mail sent Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's really packages and stuff. You it's a mess. Know. Yeah. Yeah, living here, just there are things that are just harder about it. In right. Girl, and I mean, I like, know. I imagine, I think that is why my parents moved to Atlanta from here. Because my mother... Uh, grew up in middle Georgia, but moved to New York when she was like 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. And my father was born, just born and bred, uh, Bed-Stuy guy. Oh, okay. So, you know, they had the two kids and then they were like, let's move to Atlanta. And yeah. his family was like, you're not really going to, come on, man, this is all you know. And he was like, oh, this is hard. Yeah. This is hard. And also, well, that's Atlanta, like. Atlanta, it's still like you get the perks of a big city. Yeah. But it's nicer weather, I guess. It's nicer weather. There's just a little more uh, space only because everything's all yeah. spread, spread, spread out, out or whatever. But like, um, it's a, a slightly slower, well, slightly. It's a slower pace. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was just. Like, all right, let's just let them see a tree. Let, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they got to see. They should just run around outside while they can. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not pick up any weird weirdness. Yeah. Uh, and um, so, yeah, so it was great, you know, great for growing up in, or except for that pesky, uh, I would say for that pesky racism problem, but oh, that was yeah. probably just going to be everywhere no matter what. Yeah. Um, it was just easier uh, in the South because there were only the two basics. It was just like black and white. Later, yeah. did oh, we yeah. have to deal with, uh, you know, Mexicans moving yeah. in and people saying terrible things about Mexicans. Oh, yeah. But I was like, oh, okay. So we've just been doing a kicking it old school this yeah. whole time, just basic black and white racism. Yeah. Whereas here in New York, there are so many different kinds that you got to do the research yeah. on. I told my parents they probably just didn't feel like doing the research on all the different kinds yeah. of people. And they were just like, we're just yeah. going to keep it real simple. Just, yeah. Yeah. I, I lived in Denver for a little while. And I was, because I moved from Chicago to Denver. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's racism everywhere, but it is different everywhere you go. Like how it's, mm-hmm. how it comes out. Yeah. And when I got to Denver, I was just so shocked because there was like, just vehement racism towards uh, Mexicans, mm-hmm. which there weren't that many Mexicans yeah. there, really. But then also towards Native Americans. Sure. And I was just like, w- where? Like, well, who is the energy for this? You know? I don't. And, and I mean, it was kind of, it was a good lesson for me, being like very ignorant, talking uh-huh. that kind of stuff, and then realizing like, oh, you got as a white person, you have to be like. No, thank you. When people try to right. get buddy buddy with you by mm-hmm. bringing up all their racist thoughts and ideas, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's you, know, good. <laughs> you have to you have to put that. You have to be like, I outwardly disavow that. I, I went to Denver for the first time recently, and although I, in my heart, knew that it was white, yeah, I don't think I realized how white it was, and also it was a different kind of white for me. Yes. So I'm used to like a southern white. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not used to a northern, like, new, like, north, like, New England white is super white. Yeah. Like, snow. 
But um, but Denver's just like a different kind of just like chill dude white that is sneaky squirrel with yeah. it. So um, yeah, occasionally you know something would be said or something. And I was just like, yeah, okay. Well, and I grew up in. Um Western New York state. Okay. And so being from the north, you just believe you're the white saviors. Right, which is insane. You, yeah. <laughs> that's literally what you're taught. Like, yeah. You, you're taught, like, we won the war. So. And my hometown was actually, like, a union hub. Okay. Um, oh, so wow. Yeah. We had Underground Railroad stops. We also, Lincoln came and visited. There mm-hmm. was a whole, like... Union Army base there, um, and so that all gets talked about a lot. And so you you think like, oh, of course I'm not racist, or I of course this we're better than the South, you know? Right. We beat the South, and and we were like righteous. And then you when like you know I've become more purposeful in mm-hmm. like calling out and like trying to not be racist as right, a person yeah. and to kind of tear down those ideas that you're that are just like baked into you don't matter like who you are because the whole society is racist right but what's happened um every time I go home now mm-hmm. and this is not my memory from when I was a kid and I feel like other people who still live there have sort of affirmed this in me too because I haven't lived there since um, I was 17 right um but there's like confederate flags up now and uh don't tread on me mm-hmm. and Lane and I often just drive back um because it's easier than flying to right. where my hometown is and we used to go through Pennsylvania and then up oh yeah Ooh, Pennsylvania is rough yeah. Yeah. Is, <laughs> we were scared. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And and so we don't go that way anymore. And I would tell anyone, I would say, don't drive through there because it's clans, people. Mm-hmm. And it's like the clan is outward and open there. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's just like, it's not really, you know, since I've become an adult and have been curious about the world and actually studied the war and known that, you know, the Northerners, like were pissed that they had to fight for the black people. <laughs> yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody was doing it. Like, yeah. I mean, there were, like, in New York City, there were terrible, like, um, riots and stuff. Mm-hmm. About, anti-black riots, you know, from white people. And, yeah. You know, like, all of these terrible things that we did, no matter what side we were on. Yeah. And then, you know, then to study Reconstruction and everything we've, as white people have done since, you know. So there is, <laughs> there's no more pride left in you when you realize all that. But what's happened now, it's, like, just become so perverse. Mm-hmm. Um, this, like, even in places where you're, like, but wait, you were, that flag represents the opposite side right. of what your heritage was. Yeah, like, why is it? Uh, mm-hmm. used to have, you know, which was still racism, just in a different form. And so it's all just, yeah, anywhere you go. I mean, even comparing New York to Chicago, I do like New York better because, Again, you're intermixing with so many different types of people. Right, right. Sometimes I think people, obviously there's racism here and there's classism and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can't, you can't really isolate yourself or segregate yourself too much here. Right, yeah, there's still pockets where you, where it's, oh, that's where these people live, that's where those people live. But like, I've only been to 
Chicago a couple of times, but that was my sense of it. It was just like, oh, okay, y'all don't mix at all. No. And that's what my beef had been. No. I always get, um, even though it's ridiculous, I don't know if it's Stockholm Syndrome or what, but um, I get my dander up when someone uh, from the north is just like, well, Southerners are stupid and blah, yeah. blah, blah, and, you know, the, all that racism and how did you even, and I'm like, hey, man, like, even the most racist white dudes I know listen to Outcast. Like, you oh, can't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it, we just mixed more, and yeah. I don't know if that makes any sort of difference. But, and uh, granted, with Atlanta being a blue-ish dot in a red state. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but yeah, sure. Like, uh, absolutely, I did see the Stone Mountain confederate yeah. army thing from my i could see that from my bedroom window you know what i mean yeah. like that is that will do a number on you for sure well and another thing that i'm sort of being like oh yeah that's psycho mm-hmm. is um the whole idea of plantation because it's kind of grown oh. from the talk of the confederate monuments and stuff mm-hmm. and now it's kind of also the focus is on these plantations who that are preserved as like historical yes. sites and everything. Right, and people but having the, weddings and whatnot yes, there. Yes, the weddings. Um, yeah, because Blake Lively. Yeah, she got she and Ryan. Yep, I absolutely remember when that yeah. happened, and I was like, Come and then on. she even tried to start like a whole blog about. I don't, she's not even Southern, I don't think. I, no, I, she's not. Weird. She's not. I just read the other day. She's from Burbank, California. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, what and are so you... And so it's just wild because it is this, like, whitewashing in a mm-hmm. really despicable way where, you know, I had to be taught that, though, too, as a white person. Like, I, you know, I don't... Because I've been to Monticello. Mm-hmm. Like, I went there as a kid and... Uh, that's a plantation. Right, yeah. And and you don't think about that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, even thinking, you know, even thinking about George Washington, it's like, he owned slaves. Like, we we have to change our thought process on this a little bit, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think, like, to kind of bring it back around to parenting chat. Yeah, that's got to be super hard. Yeah. Because that's what, when uh, when we lived in Brooklyn, when I was a kid, my parents... um, had me and my sister go to, like, a private African school. Okay. And so, because this was, like, you know, like, the 70s. So, just very pro-black and all of that. So, that was, like, what they did to kind of counteract whatever was happening. And um, we used to, like, go to... There were lots of rallies at the time. And and I don't even quite remember going. But when... um, A few years ago, when uh, the cops who strangled uh eric garner mm-hmm. or declared not guilty i was very upset and i just wandered into whatever rally rally happened that yeah. night and we just walked around and did like a sit-in at grand central and the whole thing and i told my parents and they made some joke about me wearing like a particular kind of uniform and i'm like what are you talking about And they were like oh you had two different at the at that school you had like your everyday uniform and then when you guys went to rallies you had like a different color uniform yeah. that you would wear and we have pictures of you guys just would raise fists in front of like on wall street at yeah. some protest and i was like oh man but i also think about how hard that must be to yeah. like to just have to instill that um, into your children yeah. because I am still working on instilling it into me yeah. even with that background right 
because, you know, we went from there to the south. Right. So, you know, just how do you to how do you do that with kids? How do you make sure? Well, and as a white person, how do you make sure to not raise right. being racist? Right, yeah. You know, how are you keeping yourself accountable mm-hmm. and undoing the racism that's been baked into yeah, you? Yeah, that will continue. So yeah, so don't. that you don't. And then they're going to go out and encourage it. So then you have to battle what, yeah. what they're bringing back. Well, and it is getting talked about... Um, more and it was actually one of the things that started me like with this whole podcast too because like okay so I'm choosing not to be a parent Mm -hmm. but I still want to be involved in cultivating the next generation and like be an active member of society and I'm gonna blank on her name right now this is always what I do but (laughs) she is she is a New York Times reporter Uh and she specializes in segregation issues and school in the schools yes Yes. I know is it Hannah I feel like it's like Hannah Jones I think it is yeah yes yeah I'm seeing a Twitter name and I'm seeing like J Hannah Jones or something like that and um, or and Hannah Jones. She did. She was talking about when the new commissioner came in because mm-hmm. he, in the New York school system, he um, is doing away with like testing for, to get kids into the special schools right. and stuff. And um, the reason for that is because it disadvantages um, kids whose parents don't have as much money to get them tutors. Right. Test prep. Yeah. Which are typically kids of color, poor parents. Mm-hmm. And all of these white parents went to this meeting about this and were fucking raging. Oh, I remember and, that. Yeah, yeah. And it just, I was like, okay, this is where I need to stand up and be involved in my community because, and this is where my value as a non-parent can come in, mm-hmm. especially as a non-parent white person. Right. Because... I don't have a child to get all emotionally wrapped up into mm-hmm. where I can't see the good for my community. You know, where I... I, Because it, it's wrong to put the needs of your own child above all other children. Yeah. They're really community-minded and mm-hmm. progressively Right, minded. right. And somebody else just came out. There was an article about this just a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. um, where... They, it was all, it was a, a sociologist has been embedded with these white families who call themselves liberal Oh, right, right. And she, basically that's like what she was saying that, you know, even though they want to espouse these ideals for their community, mm-hmm. the need to put their own children first and give their children the best opportunities destroys any type of progressive idealism they may have because they disadvantage the other kids. Right, yeah. And so, like, that, I'm still trying to find my spot in that because it's very hard. I mean, it's all, you know, I don't want to be, like... Hey, all you parents or all you adults out there without kids, get involved in the school. Right? Yeah, because like, well, there's probably weirdos. <laughs> right, yeah, like, no, maybe not all of you, but, but yeah. But um, I do think that's a valuable role that I could play, where mm-hmm. I can clearly see the injustice of you know a kid whose parents are millionaires getting to buy them all these high end tutors. And right. Up. Yeah. Of course, they're going to test into these elite schools mm-hmm. at a higher rate than these other kids, you know? And based on Hannah Jones reporting, 
everything shows that all children do better in diverse learning spaces. Right, yeah. You know, which is, and that's kind of the whole thing, like, especially working in higher ed and be, having been a student myself not too long ago, if you're in class with all the same types of people as yourself, mm-hmm. you actually don't learn that much. Right. You don't get challenged. Um, you don't challenge others. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, and part of the learning process is to see things completely differently than you've ever thought them before. Right. So, but people just get so, you know, get so emotional about it. Right, right. And I I also read another thing kind of based on what you were saying your childhood was like with what your parents were doing for you with your private school. Um, Black parents are now choosing to homeschool their kids more and more. Right, I've seen some stuff about that. Because school boards are not, posting anything real about the black American experience mm-hmm. or anything real about what slavery was and what white people did. Yeah, and the and further away we get from that. Yes. The, it, I mean, yeah, and I think it's, like, easy to, like, vilify it when you hear about it. Like, in Texas there was this thing where mm-hmm. it was, like, they had published school books where they were talking about how, like, slave owners, like, took took good care of right the yes and uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like, yeah you know and, and it's easy to vilify that in my head but mm-hmm. I think that's what I got too I think that was my education too right you know I because I didn't go into college thinking being ashamed until I was told to be ashamed when I was in college you right. know like reading actual books and like learning actual mm-hmm. things and being being challenged by black people, you know, and having that, having their perspective given to me in a different way. Yeah. Um, so it's all very like, you know, like, yes, parents have this role, whether, you know, they're black or white parents, it's different, the role, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and that's a huge responsibility. But I also think as a non-parent, I still have that role, too, to a certain extent. Yeah, because we, we have to deal with their kids. Mm-hmm. You know? It's all... So... It's all crazy. Yeah, you know, it takes a village. It does. It takes a village. Whether you uh, agreed upon it or not, you're in the village. Yep. Yep. So... It, well, that's... Yeah, <laughs> that... Um, Casey and I were talking about that. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or not, but, like... Because uh, we were also talking about it in the context of, he was saying it more like how, as a man, he doesn't want to be perceived as one of the bad ones. Right. Know? And, I, you know, and it's like, sure, true, mm-hmm. but just like, you know, black people don't want to experience the racism that's <laughs> White people, even though I don't want to be the oppressor, I just am. Right. You know, yeah, that's just, right. that's how things this are. Is, you know, and until we take that on and mm-hmm. stop getting all prickly about it. And that's what clicked to me, too, when I was hearing that story about the parents getting so, like, vehement about their children. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, how am I doing that in my life, too? And it's mm-hmm. like, I can't be, like, if somebody says, oh, you're racist, I can't say, no, but I'm not. It's like, no, I am, you know, <laughs> and I have to work to right. take that down. And it's just a hard thing for people to do. Yeah, it's very and, hard to hear. But that's, like, the burden of being in the position of privilege. Mm-hmm. And so just as, like, you know, men, sorry, but even if you're one of the good ones, you're still part of the bad ones. Right. You know, and you have to own all of this stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Like, when people, like, with all of this, this is an aside, too, but 
um, with the Kavanaugh stuff and oh, all right. of women getting riled up about this. It's like, uh, progressive well, men? Yeah, well, where are you? Uh, what are you? You're just are, gonna, you the, are you out there? Like, are you a part of this? Are you just like, going to wait to see how it plays out? Yeah. Like, you can't do that. We and, can't. These are lives. Right, online. exactly. And, and that is, like, once I realized that, it, like, you know, because... Yes, I was a white feminist for many years. <laughs> and what I mean by that is nope, I, I know. see... Yeah, you know, I know exactly what you mean. And mm-hmm. and so that's been something that I've had to counterbalance in my life, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of tear down as well. But when I get into sort of arguments with men, mm-hmm. which happen frequently in my life, <laughs> um, I try to reason that with them like, well, listen, I'm also a white person, so mm-hmm. I can understand the oppressor role. You know, because that's what that's what I am as a white person. It's not that I want to be, right. but I don't have a choice in the matter. That's who I am. So why can't you see this as a man that even though you don't want to be, you still are? Right. Well, I've got my problems too, and then it's like, all right, you're a lost cause. <laughs> <laughs> you're a white man. Get out of my face. Right. You know? Right. But, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, hopefully, like one of my goals this year is to try to figure. I like. I want to write to Hannah Jones just because I, like, admire her so much. Uh-huh. I just want to be like, how do I get involved? But then I'm like, no. She's already done You're enough. Done enough, like, right, I, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I should look up stuff before I... Yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure it's a lot easier. It's just, like, one of those overwhelming things. Right, mind, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but I'll get there. I'll get there, I guess. I mean, it's also a little bit, too, like, talk about, like, the laziness of not wanting kids. I also don't really want to navigate the New York City public school system. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> that kind of, is... That's one of my... That, Literally seems like purgatory. Yes. Why would you wade into it unless you really feel? I just feel like I need to be involved in the community and also to be a counter to white parenting Mm -hmm. because I don't have those emotions that will blind me to Mm -hmm. the needs of other children and um, not that I have to be a leader. Right. And that's another thing. I'm certainly not trying to be a leader of people. I'm right. trying to amplify others' voices. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, I certainly don't believe I should be on the soapbox, mm-hmm. you know, but I can be there helping the conversation. Yeah. And saying, hey, look, yeah, they're making the right points about testing being bad for all students, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you can help be an ally that way. I right, think. yeah. But we'll see. I don't know. So, <laughs> oh, this podcast is just enough to get it out. Uploaded every week. I know. <laughs> and then I actually have a job. Right, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. You just add it to the list. Yeah. You'll get to you, it. I'll get to it. You'll get to it. And I will resist tweeting at anyone right. who does not need to tell me the way. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. All right, Shalewa. We'll, we'll wrap it up, but I think this was a great conversation. Yeah, this was fantastic. Around. Thank you for just being so open and honest. Yeah, sure. Our listener, this is what I always say, because not to be like all like safe space, but <laughs> since I've started, I've gotten so many messages from people and emails and stuff where they've shared very personal things, and, mm-hmm. and I know that, you know, as we're still growing and everything, sometimes in my mind I kind of, like, second-guess myself. I'm like, what's the point of this? You know, like, this, it's just me, you know, like, whatever. But then when I get those messages and stuff and I realize that people enjoy being a part of our conversations, Mm -hmm. it's a responsibility, you know, to keep doing it and to push through those self-doubt 
like thoughts mm-hmm. and like um you know to be mindful that people are listening to this because they have a need to hear other people talk about these issues. Yeah, because you don't hear it all the time. Right, you, you don't. You don't hear it all the time. And it is and hard, it's... as we were saying, it's really hard when, you know, you have personal relationships sometimes to talk about these personal things mm-hmm. directly face-to-face. Yeah. And, you know, for us, it's easy to talk about them and put it on the internet. For other people, it's easy to listen to what's on the internet. Sure, yeah, I get that. Um, yeah. So I always say, like, that's my responsibility to keep it going and just to be mindful that people are listening and appreciating. But then also the listeners, their responsibility is to be mindful that we're sharing personal things, you mm-hmm. know, and... Um, personal stories and everything so just keep that in mind when you're listening and if something if you didn't like something it's okay you can email me about it but also just be mindful that these are just our stories and thoughts you know right yeah um and it's just sharing space, <laughs> sharing space. um is, so i actually know when you're i'm posting this it's actually the week after next Oh, okay. Is there anything that you have upcoming that people who are local could come check out? Okay. So, let's see. All right. So, that's like towards the end of the month. Yeah. We're looking at this. Yeah. Yeah. So, like in two weeks, I actually will be in Atlanta. Oh, cool. um, The 28th through the 30th, there's um, a comedy festival happening called uh, Red Clay Comedy Festival. And uh, so, I'll be telling jokes. Um, there, I know on the 28th, that's a Friday, I'm doing a set opening for Janine Garofalo, Ooh. and, um, I am a, uh, I am a riot girl, former riot girl, so that's extra R's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a child of the 90s, and, um, you know, I like Mary Jane shoes, so you can imagine, I used to use a lunchbox as a purse, <laughs> so you can imagine how important this is yeah. for, uh, someone of my ilk. Um, She's also a not mom. A not mom. Yeah. A not mom. By yeah, choice. by choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, she may be the most um, prominent one that I've had in my life. Yeah. Probably, I think of of anyone I've known, either a celebrity or yeah person so, that I yeah. She's probably the one that I'm like. Oh, she didn't. So it's probably guess. fine. <laughs> <laughs> but um. But, uh, yeah, so I'll be doing that or just telling jokes around the city. And otherwise, I... Uh, What's your album called? My album's called Stay Eating Cookies. Okay. And um, if you're in New York, just keep an eye out for a show called uh, Don't Reach in the Bag. Okay. Like a live show. That's my solo show Ooh. about the six and a half years I worked in a porn store. Oh, um, that I'm just kind of workshopping and doing cool. various places all over the city. Very awesome. Yeah. Try and get those nice. stories out. We'll also have all the links on our website. Oh, yeah. NotMamaPod.com. Yeah, yeah. And please, as always, rate and review us and subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. It makes me happy and makes me feel complete. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but also I love hearing from you too. So feel free to send us emails at notthemamapod at gmail.com. And also I just realized, um, definitely, um, reach out to me on Instagram, but if you do and I don't follow you, I don't get the message alert notification. So huh. I apologize for the delay in <laughs> responding to those. Right, I'm going to start yeah. checking it now. 
but kind of weird because it doesn't even give you a notification. No, it doesn't. You I just, just happen to see. Yeah, you kind of just have to hit all the yeah. things and see where things are. Yeah. So we'll get in touch. Uh, this operation is very DIY, <laughs> but I appreciate you all, and thank you so much, Layla, and everyone, chat soon. Bye.